Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels in 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. Hey, what is up? It is your boy Johnny Max. Back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I'm joined as always with... Dan Garcia. And it's the uh, beginning of a new era in Angels baseball. Yes, it is. Officially today, obviously, you guys have been uh, living under a rock. Today was a... Uh, this was like the most... Um, I guess you could see this coming from a mile away. Even yeah. last week when they announced the, yeah. the actual hiring, you still kind of figured it was a matter of when, not if. Yeah. Joe Madden was announced today officially as a new manager of the... Los Angeles Angels. So uh, we got a lot of comments that we need to t- touch on. Uh, you know, just uh, today was a press conference, and I think we we all we just kind of want to talk about what we heard today, and and uh, we'll get going with some questions that we actually got on our email, and then we're actually going to go live on Instagram and pick uh, pick up uh, questions from there. So before we do that, let's get into our sponsor. And I don't know about you guys, but for me. A game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes, you know, I have a gut feeling about the matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because, while well, they're my team. Regardless of whether you've been betting for years or you're just ready to play for the first time, my bookie is the best bet this season. Uh, if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try it. Try a parlay, for instance. If you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are the perf- are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. With pro football, college football, the MLB World Series, and now also with hockey and basketball starting up, uh, now is the time to get off the sidelines and get into the action. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. To double your cash, visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. So thank you to MyBookie for sponsoring this show. Um, but, yeah, this is uh, our first show together since the end of the season, and it was, it's a good – you know, we – we figured when they announced Joe Madden, I think we talked about it when we were on the last podcast together. We're like, when they announced Joe Madden, because uh, we pretty much knew what was going to happen, uh, we said we were going to jump on. We were going to do uh, kind of talk about, the, you know, the press conference and what, what we heard. Uh, but, yeah, let's get into it. I mean, the Angels today announced Joe Madden. He signed a three-year deal to become the manager of the Angels. It was, you know, released a couple weeks ago, probably, what, about a week and a half ago? And, yeah, it was almost almost exactly a week yeah. since the announcement. They um like I said, kind of before, it wasn't necessarily um, who was going to be the manager. It was just a matter of time of when they're going to announce Joe Madden because everything you heard and everything you saw was that Madden was the number one target and the Angels were going to try really, really hard to um, 
you know, bring him back to Anaheim and, and that feeling kind of seemed mutual coming from Joe when, when talking about the same situation. Yeah, you know, when the, when the Joe Madden announced that he was not going to come back as the manager of the Cubs, the very next day, not even 24 hours later, the Angels fired Brian, Brad Osmus, who had two years left on his contract. Yeah, and that's kind of like, well, you've that, seen it, yeah. You just don't fire a guy after one season, especially the season the Angels had, because we've talked about it. You and I have talked about this, and we've, not to defend Brad Osmus, but this wasn't a fair assessment on what he could do as a manager. The tragedy with, with Tyler Skaggs, the injuries to everybody almost on that team. You know, the Angels, I feel like I don't – if Joe Madden was not available, if Joe Madden was off the, the table, I think Brad Osmus would have still been the manager. They would give him another year, you know, with the free agents. Maybe they will be signing at the end of this or at the end of the World Series. You know, with the new guys, the Angels would probably hopefully be coming in. I think they'd give Brad Osmus another chance. I don't think they fire him just because of this season. It's a bad – it's a bad – this season is a bad – it's not a good – good way to assess a guy's you know not um, a good barometer or what a guy yeah can't it's just, it just wasn't so i'm not defending brad osmus 100 percent. i don't also i also don't blame him for everything that happened this season like a lot of people do so knowing that you know knowing that they fired brad osmus with two years left on his contract joe madden just announced he was leaving the cubs it was a no-brainer i i i mean how do yeah, you not how do you how does and, that happen? and and it's kind of one of those things where we talk about free agent players all the time but joe madden being for the most part, a free agent um, a manager that right. doesn't happen nearly no. at all. So, no. so for the Angels to take that leap and to dismiss Osmus right. and go in for Joe Madden was completely understandable, completely an upgrade. I think we both agree on that. But um, yeah, something like that doesn't happen, especially someone with the ties to Anaheim like Joe does. Um, you're talking what thirty, thirty-one years mm-hmm. in the Angels organization. Whether it be as a player, never got past high A, right? But you know, in the Angels organization, in the scouting, in the minor league development, minor league manager, right. first and, base coach, right, bench coach, bench coach, bullpen. and now the kind of yeah. going full circle. And and, it, and when you look at the jobs he did have with the Angels, it you know it kind of felt like manager was the last one, and you can pretty much say, okay, he's done everything in the Angels organization, coaching wise. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing when you think about. You know, the journey that he had, uh, not just with the Angels, but in his Major League Baseball career, like just his his journey as a coach. You know, it's just an amazing thing when you stop to think about everything, especially the stuff that we heard today from the press conference. That's one of the things where it kind of like, okay, but aside from that, you know, okay, I think I think we know there was a handful of people out there that were available. The Angels could pick as their manager, but the only one that stood out, obviously, was Joe Manning. There's to me. There's three managers in Major League Baseball that if they become available, you try to go after them. One of them, obviously, being Joe Madden. If he's not at the top of that list, it's Joe Madden, okay, Terry Francona, and maybe that third one in my eyes is probably AJ Hinch of the of the Astros. But those three, those two guys weren't available. A- Joe AJ- Madden came available, and he wasn't. Perfect fit for the Angels. All those all those managers you, you mentioned, like even Francona, I think has proved it over and over again. Hinch is doing it right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. He's proven it now. You know. You know, maybe three years ago, you maybe you don't say it, but yeah, yeah, from but, what he's doing now, uh-huh. he definitely earns that kind of yeah. uh, prestige. And, and Madden definitely earns that with turning around a, a race team and and for the most part breaking a huge jinx um, out in Chicago. I mean, that just kind of shows um, how important it was, or the Angels felt how important it was to get him into the building and get him as a manager for the Angels. Yeah, it's just 
how do you not go out even even if the angels even if the ties weren't there with the angels before how do you not go and look to see if you can get Joe Madden to be your manager you know cut forget all the ties with the angels you go for the best manager available and it was Joe Madden and I think like we all just mentioned right now it was a given that he was going to come to Anaheim and coach this, this angel team manage this angel team so um Anything that stood out to you in the press conference that you wanted to like really touch on first, or well, it comes out um, today. Madden's contract again; it's a three-year deal for twelve million dollars. But there is a clause, a clause where you can get an extra million dollars if they win the World Series. It's the same clause they had when the Cubs, when he was with the Cubs, when they broke that one hundred and eight years jinx. So, right, you know, um, I thought he was gonna get more money: three years, twelve million dollars. So did I. Um, not terrible, not terrible. No. I thought he was gonna get more. So, I don't know if that's a hometown discount or not, but. I guess the main thing overall from what I've took from, I mean, not the main thing, but one of the things I took overall from the press conference was the fact that the way the press conference kind of was in general, and we kind of talked about this a little bit before we started recording, um, just kind of out of, you know, just wanted to see how it was. I went back and listened to the Brad Ausmus um, introduction interview last year with the Angels, and that was very business-like, very... Mm -hmm. um, monotone very just you know this is what i'm gonna do this is what i believe this joe is loves to talk right and <laughs> joe you know and today with joe madden's introduction interview you know there was flexion in his voice there was high points there was low points there was storytelling there was it, 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 and like i said with you i felt like it was a a cup of wine or a beer away from kind of feeling like you're sitting around a dinner table just right kind of right talking almost, almost inspirational at some point right too. and the fact that every single story had a kind of a tie back to yesteryear of angels right. and the fact that you know every single time he talked about something he always was like oh this is because of this guy this guy taught me a manager back in when i was you know a man or coaching in the minor league system or when i was right you know with the angels and, and all that stuff so I, I think the overall tone was maybe like the biggest thing that stood out to me i love the fact that he had a message to relay like he had he has a message he had a message to relay he related to us. I love the fact that he has a um, what's the word I'm looking for? He has a a style to him that he wants to bring to the angels. You know, he touched on it. He's like, you know, uh, I think a lot of people, you know, and, and and we see it a lot because you know Daniel, myself, and Chris, we we're on the Halo Haven pages and we're we look at the comments that the fans make, and a lot of a lot of fans like really jump on. You know, oh, they didn't bunt, and why didn't they do this, and why didn't they do that? And I love the fact that he comes out and says, we're going to bunt. I like that, but I also like the fact that he goes, but we're not just going to do it to do it. It has to be the right situation. You just can't bunt. You know, I think at the end, I don't know if you saw the actual Fox Sports interview he did with Gooby and uh, Frenchie, uh, but he talked about how, like, you know, in certain situations, you know, you're not going to bunt. But if you're, you're battling a guy like Garrett Cole and you get a runner on base – why aren't you going to try to score that run? Then you do bunt. But there are situations where you just don't do it. And he's all, it has to be the perfect time, perfect situation. Hit and runs are the same thing. It has to be the right batter at the plate, the right pitcher on the mound. But he has a style that he wants to bring, and I like that. I, you know, Brad Austin, like you mentioned, was real monotone, real business. Didn't really get into detail, like, exactly what he was going to do. And Joe was like an open book. Like, this is what we're going to do. And I like that. You know, you can tell that he's a player's manager. Um, we've known that forever. But just hearing him talk, uh, it really relays that message that this guy wants to motivate these guys to win. It's not just about X's and O's either. It's about reaching the guys, um, you know, because at this level, you almost feel like a manager's job isn't to really motivate. It's really just 
putting a lineup together, but Joe kind of liked, you know, he mixes everything together well. And I'm just, I'm excited for the season. I really am uh, moving forward. Yeah. It, you know, he, he had a quote out there. It's about balancing data and art. And, and, you know, during the press conference, he kind of said the data part of it is more, you know, pregame and seeing the numbers as far as how so-and-so matches up with so-and-so and look at the large numbers. But when you get into the actual game, that's kind of the art part of it where, you know, yes, you're going to have a feeling whether or not, you know, maybe some guy has a hot bat and you put him out there. Maybe the numbers aren't great against that certain pitcher, but he's been swinging a hot bat. Maybe you keep him out there or maybe – Vice versa, maybe you keep your pitchers out there a little bit longer just because they've been doing really well. And maybe the numbers don't say it, but maybe you still do it. But that's a big thing, too, with him. It seems like the the, the feeling from it, that was that was kind of a good thing to see. But like I said, like everything he said um, had kind of a, a, a presence behind it. You know what I mean? And um, you, we're going to have to see how that goes and how that obviously um, – comes to kind of putting this team together and and obviously they're not done because they're going to make additions they're going to make pitching the pitching coach and the bench coach are still out there to still have to make those hires but um you know for angel fans this is definitely a really big um step forward um and something to look forward to definitely in 2020 that's a great segue to our first email question where you can email us at professional all angels podcast at gmail.com that's where duncan healy reached out to us and he said hey there fellas and he sent this on October 17th, so a few days ago, before the introduction. Hey there, fellas. Wow, it, it has happened. Joe Madden, pretty exciting. Curious to see how the rest of the coaching staff fills out. Hearing maybe Butcher coming back. What do you what do you think about the pitching staff? Do you think it's something that is completely overrated, or is it something that you know we should kind of really keep an eye on? Well, like pitching staff, managers too, I think, like I kind of, you know, this is going to sound, I don't know, weird, but a team is like, I've had, my dad growing up, he had like model um, cars, model model planes, and made the models. Mm. You know, the team is that model, and the and the coach is that glue right. that's going to hold it together. Right. If the pieces aren't there, there's not going to be anything to hold. So Joe Madden, again, this is a step forward. But if they don't get the right players, it's not going to matter who's on the yeah, team. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's the pitching coach so, or anything. Either. Yeah. So I think, you know, obviously the first step is to get Joe in, and they did that. Next step is, you know. Mickey Callaway, he he talked about Butcher, but I think since then Mickey Callaway has been connected with the Angels. That's that's good. Um, For people that aren't familiar with him or um, just know him from the Met stuff, because he just got let go as a Met manager, he was actually the pitching uh, coach for the Indians prior to that. And you're talking about the same time Kluber and those guys were just kind of having one of the best rotations in baseball. So if they're able to bring in a a, a pitching coach like the caliber of, of, of Mickey Callaway, I think that's a great great step right again it's also going to come down to players i think that's going to be a bigger um we're gonna get the answer more so when we start getting these free agents or or trades or however they're going to start picking up players because i think me and you are in agreement the current roster isn't isn't built to compete next year it's not it's not um so you're gonna make a cali former angel member of the 2002 world series championship team um was didn't play a key role but he was a highly touted uh, guy coming into the league but um the one thing we need to talk about Joe Madden and not just who he's going to bring as a coaching staff, but I feel like a guy like Joe Madden, not he's not necessarily the deal breaker on some guys coming over, but it helps having a guy like Joe Madden being the manager where guys can say, you know what, I do want to play for him. He'll be the he'll be the difference that's going to edge. He's going to give the Angels an edge a little bit when it comes to a player who has to decide. I mean, they're going to go here or here because they're going to give me the same money. 
do I want to play for him or him? And I think people, the teams will lead, the players will lead more towards Joe Madden in that situation. I'm not saying he's a deal breaker, but he he can play a, a little factor in that. Joe Madden is the kind of guy players want to play for. It's not a secret, but I am just a little curious on how he's going to fill in this coaching staff. Um, pitching coach, I would love to have a guy like Mickey Cal because, like you said, he coached a guy like Kluber. He coached a guy um, with the Indians, and that was. I don't, was he the pitching coach in 2016 when they made the World Series? I'm yeah, not sure. I think, I think he so, was. He was on the Mets 17, 18, and then 19. Okay, so then, you know, high leverage uh, situation guy already. So he knows how to deal with pitchers in high leverage situations, knows right the word, right words to say. And, you know, managerial experience, even though it didn't pan out for him in New York as a manager, that's another guy in the dugout that has managerial experience. Well, And, and too, that's kind of another thing I, I noticed about the press conference. Madden talked about how he doesn't want coaches around him that are going to automatically go with what Madden says. Yeah, whatever you say, boss. Yeah, yeah he doesn't want the yes-men type mm-hmm. of guys. He wants guys that's going to be in there and, um, you know, not argue the point, but, you know, put in their two cents when they feel strongly about something. And maybe having a guy like Callaway who has managerial experience now, um, you know, coming from a pinching staff that did really well in the Mets. I mean, granted, the rest of the team wasn't very well, very good, but they did have a good pitching staff. And maybe, you know, they kind of talk to each other and, and build from each other, not necessarily right. Madden's. This is my way. And, and, and that's that's the only thing that's going to happen. You're, you're touching on, on something. Let me read this this question because it has to do with what you're kind of just saying and what we're and then we'll go to some of the questions on Instagram. Um, this one comes from Trevor Billings, and again, he emailed us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. He said, hey, guys, with Madden at the helm, how important is it to you guys that he surrounds himself that himself and the team with the coaching staff? I guess in a nutshell, how important is a sec- our secondary coaches? How important do you think they are, man? They're only as important as the, I, as the players. Like, um, secondary coaches are, you know, if I was going to rank kind of the – Importance the stuff that's kind of to, to teams. Like, obviously, I think players are number one, managers number two. I think developmental coaches and yeah. scouts are probably more important. At the minor your, league level. Are going to be probably a little more important than yeah. your secondary pitching or like hitting coaches and pitching right. coaches. Um, I mean, but everyone has a everyone has a job. Everyone has something to do. And can they can they can teams benefit from good ones? Absolutely. But if you're going to say how important is it, I still think, you know, you still want a good – um, development system yeah. too. Like you're not going to try to take money away from there to pay these high, you know, maybe these guys that want a little bit more money. Um, you know, I, I, if you're asking me to invest money wise, I'm going to say you probably invest more money into the um, development of players and, and manager and secondary coaches. You know, maybe you get a young guy that's an upstart and can do something, but um, you know, I, I, you know, they're okay. I mean, right. I think you still need them. They still well, yeah. have a purpose, but do I think they're up there as far as one of the top, priorities no yeah i feel i feel the same way i feel like you know whether it's butcher or callaway you know i it doesn't bother me any i think i think what you need to look at too is that uh joe madden whoever joe madden brings in as his bench coach could possibly be the guy that comes in after joe madden's done you know he's had like two coaches already make the the jump to to manager at a major league level and that's the good thing too about joe <laughs> yeah. joe no joe knows how to surround himself with guys that um want to become managers right. and he doesn't and have like, an impact later. he doesn't have he doesn't hinder them and say no you know you're going to be my bench coach like right. he's kind of open like hey yeah you're here to grow you're here to get better and then you can move on but right his coaches his you know coaches underneath him have developed into be mlb look at dave martinez right yeah, now a really good manager yeah. so um you know so when he does whenever he does pick out a bench coach and a pitching coach you know 
even if it's not like a sexy name or something like that, I think you still give Joe the benefit of the doubt and see what he has done picking out assistant coaches and, and you go with it. Yeah, for sure. Want to take a question over here on the Instagram? Yeah, so we are on Instagram Live also as we normally are when we do our uh, podcast. So first one I'll put out from it's ICU 13, which is kind of creepy, but hey, what a name. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like Cole's done with us. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Oh, Cole Calhoun. Cole, yeah. Cole um, with a K, not Cole with a C. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that's yeah. a good thing that they're I was they're like, wait, what? Yeah, what exactly, what yeah. you guys heard? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a safe bet. I think we talked about the money. Uh, 13 million, 14, about 14 million with all the, you know, incentives and everything. Um, it's a lot of money. Um, for one, a guy one year, he did play a major role this year. Whether his batting average was low or not, the guy hit 30 something home runs and, and drove in, you know, what, 80 something RBIs. Yeah, so. he was still able to produce, he was still right. able to be a contributor to the team and also gain a gold glove uh, finalist today. That came out, we'll go over, we'll go over all that right. uh, updated award stuff at the end, but um. He produced, but it's just a lot just, of money for a guy that when you can turn around and use that money for pitching what you need, and you have someone like Joe Adele waiting, you have yeah. Goodwin, who has proven that he is as capable offensively as, um, you know, Cole for at least for that bridge maybe to Joe. Right. Um, this is not really a question, but a comment, and this is something, too, about the about the press conference that I kind of uh, caught my eye. Um none before God and my kids, nothing before, well, nothing before my uh God and my kids. Um, I really like how he's getting to let the players have the leadership in the locker room without him being involved. So pretty much um, I'm paraphrasing what Joe said, because I don't remember the exact quote, but he pretty much said that he doesn't believe in rules and he's going to let the players kind of um, police themselves. Police themselves. And, yeah. and that was kind of a thing though. And in Chicago for people that I've talked to with the Cubs that talked about or to follow the Cubs is, you know, his managing style is not like, come on, we got to get to the park early. We got to take some extra BP. We got to take some extra fielding practice. His whole thing is like, hey, I'm here. If you want help, I'm here to help. But I'm not going to force you to come in and take that extra batting practice. I'm not going to force you to come in and uh, hit the extra weight room. I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy. But if you're here uh, or if you wanted me to be here for you, I am going to be here 100 percent of the time so that means that leadership aspect in the locker room and that's what a lot of people felt the cubs were missing um is going to be even more important than years past i think that with the cubs the leadership role and the and, the, and you know i think they've reached a pinnacle i mean they won the world series in 2016 you know that's the top of the top and obviously they always say it's always harder to defend it so um maybe they just need a change in in in, in a voice over there and uh you know, sometimes, you know, things change. Things happen. Things change in, in life. And, you know, they asked him in the press conference, what happened in, in Chicago? And he pretty much said it was time. It had great five great years. It was just time to move on. And it can be that simple. People, Some people I heard, some people saying, well, he didn't do good and he didn't finish off well in Chicago. What makes him going to do good in, in Anaheim? Like, things happen. Yeah, change of scenery, full circle. Well, part it's of it a fresh too, slate for him. Well, part of it too, like kind of like I was saying, he's not the type of guy that's going to get on the players for not taking extra BP or taking this, taking that. So, you know, there was a lot of talking in in Chicago that some of those players kind of got fat and happy after the World Series. They kind of feel like they felt they accomplished. They, they, they reached they, the pinnacle. They didn't have that kind of fire now. Right. I think, and this is kind of another question that kind of touches on it a little bit. But um, Maddie's daddy nine two four one. Two said, do you think Pujols will have a lesser role to 
give the younger guys a chance to shine, maybe on the field, but I think Pujols' role on the team is going to be even more important to be that leadership guy. Yeah, oh, for sure. That so, I mean, voice. I don't think, you know, he's definitely not going to be released. We already kind of talked about it before. Yeah. We've always talked about it before that he's kind of be there to stay, but I think people like like Albert probably more so than anybody because I don't know if Trout's necessarily that vocal guy. I can see yeah, I don't Albert. Think he is. I can see Albert being that vocal guy and 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 kind of being that police officer in the locker room. I can see, you know, if they do get a veteran pitcher like a Garrett Cole, kind of being that veteran guy that's been around, has won, has that kind of attitude to him. I can see him being that kind of guy. But you know, Albert's presence on the team is not going to be felt necessarily on the field but i think now with madden being the manager it's definitely going to be felt in that locker room more so than years past i don't and i don't i don't really not that i don't get it i understand the question but in the position that he's in at first base the angels don't have that all-star prospect there's no one that's really stepped up i mean he's not hindering anyone's development playing first base to be honest with you if if our next guest that i have an interview with jared walsh i feel like he can be that guy if he keeps on continue to develop and right. he can be that guy then yeah, yeah i think albert takes maybe a side right. role but there's no but there's one no there, instant there. Yeah. yeah 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 i mean and yeah. i like walshy way more than i like dice i, I really I do i agree completely too so yeah. again um look for that interview next week yeah and and but he's not hindering anyone any young guys playing time he plays first base he dh's you know um, first base. I, I know a lot of guys like Matt Dice. Dice is, I mean, but I, I just don't see him being Dice, that guy. Like. I think Dice was what they're trying to do this year was trying to move him around and try to um, get more value for him playing third, playing, third outfield, playing out, mm-hmm. um, playing first. So yeah, does Dice have a have a space on a whether it's the Angels or not major league roster? Yeah, because anytime you can play more than one position, I think especially teams, both corners too. Yeah, any team can do it, but I think Walsh. Um, you know, he's only 25 years old. He's not the youngest, but he's not the oldest yet either. But I think he can develop in something, you know. Um, I could see him hitting 20 home runs at the major league level. That's a 15 yeah, or 20. You know, I, and that's the only thing. Like, whether it's Thiers or whether it's Walsh, whoever mm. you think. But there's no one out there that's really going to be like, no. yeah, he's he's the next up-and-coming guy yeah. that um, you see, um, you know, developing in that spot. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see, you know, Albert being a guy who's hindering anyone's development, especially at first base, that position he plays is not, yeah, there's no hot top prospect. You know, if he was an outfielder, yeah, obviously, you know, let's bring up Joe Adele, you know, what the heck are we doing with Albert Pujols out there? But first base, it's not not a big deal. (laughs) So another question we have on Instagram is, what do you think Joe's plans are for Otani? He kind of touched on it a little bit. He's going to, he said, hey, I got to talk to Billy. He doesn't know. You know, this is a situation where only Mike Sosha knows how about. to do both? Yeah. How to do both? Because this whole year and he only did having. it. Yeah, and he only did it for like three months. So this is new to everybody. So it, Still, yeah. it's going to be something that Joe is going to have to learn. Even Billy Upler doesn't know. This is something they're going to have to learn on the fly, on the fly, on the job. Maybe they'll reach out to social and say, "Hey, what did you think when he? You know, after so many games, what worked? What yeah. didn't work? Was you know right. that time period right. long enough for him to recover? And um, then talk to Otani himself and be like, "Hey, how do you feel after the fourth day?" Like, do you need an extra day off from batting or, or stuff like that? Like, the communication between Otani and Joe and the rest of the Angels coaching staff is going to have to be there. So it's kind of hard to say, like, this is what they're going to do. But if, if he's in the rotation, I don't think there's any – I mean, it's a six-man rotation. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think – he like you said, he, he touched on it a little bit at the TV part of the press conference away from the podium with the guys. Um, 
But he said, yeah, they're going to go back and they're going to look at what the plan was a couple years ago and, and start there. Now, whether they make a tweak here and there, you know, it's too soon to, to tell. But right. they are going to go back and, and go with the original plan and just, you know, develop it from there. If they find something better, then they're going to go do that. But if not, they're going to keep it the way it was because, honestly, um, it was a good plan. You go six-man rotation. He has the day before, day after the pitch. And if he feels fine, then he feels fine. If he needs an extra day off, then I think you give it to him. But – um, you do the original plan, and, and, and if something else needs to happen, then, you know, you make that adjustment when you get there. Yeah, let's take our last uh, email from the um, email side of the of the question. Then we'll take a break after this commercial, after this uh, message, and then we'll take more questions from Instagram. But this one comes from Rob Lassings, and it's, it's kind of what we touched on before. There's a lot of Joe talk. This is all we're here for, pretty much. But, hello, what an awesome day. Love what I heard from Joe. What do you guys think about his comments as far as what his message is going to be? You know, I think he's talking about the whole, you know, when he was talking about level one, level. Yeah, I mean, it's a great philosophy. Again, what I what I like about Joe is that he like you said, he's a talker. So managing now is, is not not only on the field, X's and O's, when the bunt, when the pitch hit, when to do all that stuff. It's also how you relate and how you connect with players and the personality that Joe has I think he can get that that message across um, really well and, and he seems very approachable very easy to talk to but I, you know it, again it, it's hard for me to say because you got to know that mindset of the team and the, and the roster because you know if, if it sounds great but it doesn't catch with the players it doesn't it doesn't uh, stick then it doesn't it's for nothing so um, I think he's the right guy to do it. If anyone's going to reach them, then then I think he's the guy. But you know, it, it's it's really early to see. It sounds good. So we just hope that right. the players, um, you know, buy in. I guess that's right. the biggest thing. They have to buy in. Um, to me, I just I just like the fact that he has a philosophy and he was open yeah, about it yeah. to share it with everybody. It's it speaks a lot for the type of guy that he is. Um, look, this is what this is what I'm here. This is this is what I expect. And I just like the fact that he's open about it. It wasn't, wasn't Brad Osmussy where he was just kind of like, well, we've got a job to do and we'll see where it goes from there. You know, I, I just like the fact that he was open and was was really just open to answering or just telling us what his philosophy is and how he wants to reach these players. So a lot to talk about. Still, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come back. We'll take more questions from Instagram Live. Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. Thank you to our sponsors, always for 
being uh, sponsoring our show and making this happen. Always being around. Yeah, helping us make this happen. So let's take some uh, questions from Instagram Live. So Uh, there was one question on here. I'm trying to scroll back for it. Um, One of them was, how will the Angels juggle Estella, Fletcher, Simmons? I mean, even if you go even further than that, you got Cozart, you got... Um, you know, Thice yeah. Ward, but obviously, like Thice Ward, I think they started in, in triple. Yeah, no doubt. I don't think I don't think those guys are are kind of like high on the Angels depth chart. Obviously, we heard from Joe Manning; he loves Fletcher. Fletcher's going to be the guy next Fletcher's year. Fletcher's definitely going to have that yeah. spot. He um, earned it as well. But he um, see the thing is, though, he's also a Lestella guy. He well, loves Lestella, so I think that tells you what's going to happen to Cozart. Cozart might be, and this he's, might, he's and this the might, man out, dude. And this might come to a bigger thing that. Already said later on in the press conference about him expanding the cap, um, right. the luxury tax, or not the luxury tax, but the um, payroll. salary cap, the payroll, yeah, expanding the payroll. It might mean for players to bring in, but it also might mean players to let go, right? Eating Cozart salary, eating, you know, if if Joe is what everyone wants Joe to be, maybe trading Upton, but having to eat a heavy majority of that contract to get it done. So, adding payroll might not also might not just mean signing a coal, right. signing a catch, or signing that, but it also might mean, hey, we might have to eat some contracts here to get our younger players in, right. um, in this in this team on the field and stuff like that. So, um, I think that's a lot to do with it. But I think if you're looking at spring training and everyone's healthy and everyone has a, a pretty good spring training, I'm thinking you're looking at obviously you're going to have Simmons at shortstop. You're not moving him at all, right? No. Um, and then you let Lestella pick. I don't know if he feels more comfortable playing third or playing second. I think I'm more comfortable with Fletcher at third base. Well, I'm just what I'm saying. I, I think yeah. I think Lestella, you give Lestella that option. Lestella is a second baseman, right? And so then, yeah, then you go Fletcher yeah. at at third. third, and then Albert, you know, when he's not DHing, right. he's at first, right? So, and then you have Renhefo being the utility guy. And you have Renhefo being the utility guy. And there's nothing wrong with Renhefo being the utility guy. The guy that can play every single infield position except for first base, right? And has. Um, is a, a really big, um, a really big uh, uh, a value to have on a roster. Yeah, Renifo's a guy that you, you can plug in at short. You could plug in at second. You could plug in at third if you need to. His uh, speed in that lineup is is a huge factor for the Angels. Like that's a guy that you you need to have on your team. There's always a utility guy that you need to have. Um, he brings a lot to the table. Um, not just oh he's you know he's a second baseman. He's an odd man now. No, the utility guy usually serves a, a, a big role on the team. And Renhifo, I think, can be that guy. Is he the guy for the future? Yeah, he's like 22 years old. Uh, in two, three years when Lestella's gone, I, you know, his career is winding down. Then you, you got Renhifo at 25 coming right in, you know. it's Right. So, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of the the, the progress. That's what the, the infield will look like coming out of spring training. Now, obviously, injuries and all that stuff can change everything. Um, but I think, you know, Fletcher's definitely earned that spot, definitely earned that, um, uh, you know, it's his job to lose kind of a deal. Yeah. So let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, what are your thoughts on return to fundamentals, bunting, small ball? Um, well, Joe mentioned it. It's not going to happen like that. It's something that when the situation calls for it, it's going to happen. Don't just automatically think just because the Angels let off the game with a single that they're going to bunt the guy over automatically. It depends who's on the mound. Do they feel comfortable that they can get to this guy? Like he had mentioned um, after the press conference, he was talking to Gooby and Frenchie. They're facing a guy like a Garrett Cole-type caliber guy 
then you're going to bunt the guy over because you need to get guys in scoring position because you may not be able to score on Cole later. The situations are going to dictate whether the Angels are going to hit and run, uh, who's batting, who's on the mound, um, what the score is, stuff like that. You got to be smart about it. And I like the fact that he's not shy about bunting, but he also knows that we'll do it when the numbers are right for us as well. So the, the mix that he talked about, you know, the fundamental or the heart and the and the numbers aspect, it has to play with that too. So another thing, uh, a comment here on Instagram, um, you think GA is going to want to help uh, help coach the Angels? I don't know necessarily I don't, I don't in a he's... official like coaching. No, I don't like think I can so. see, and, and that was a cool thing about Joe too. He's talking about getting a lot of the ex players involved some yeah. way or somehow, whether that's spring training, whether that is like a kind of a volunteer come by, maybe help out for a couple of days and bounce kind of deal. Like that's where I see like the the GAs, the Erstads, the Salmons doing. I don't see those, like, a lot of players, a lot of people are like, oh, let's get, like, you know, this person. And it's, like, the whole 2002 um, team, like, pitching and and batting coaching. Like, no, like, I can see those guys coming in, like I said. You don't think they would have been already, you know what I mean? Right, you know, like, two or three days here and there, and then they, um, you know, then they go. But as far as, like, a traditional everyday. Everyday coach. Yeah, I don't think those guys are are up for it. Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, I mean. By this time, if they haven't gotten to coaching by now, they probably have outside, um, you know, whether it's businesses or anything like that. Well, I know I mean, Salmon coaches at the high school level, level right, and he loves it. So, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and and like I said, when you can come for spring training for like three or four days and and kind of walk around and talk to some guys or, you know, two or three days during the season, I think that's a great way to have those guys keep on cycling through and, and being part of the teams that – you know, and then they make an appearance at a game or something like that. I think it's a great way to keep the alumni uh, involved into this into the system. Another one. Would you rather have Cole or Wheeler? And would you rather have Cole or Wheeler and Ryu? So I'm guessing you have Garrett Cole as one, and then Wheeler and Ryu as a second option to two of them. I'd rather have Cole by himself, right? Then because Ryu, he's older. Um, but we can have all three, and it's then let's do well, it. Even with <laughs> you, it's like he's older. He's, right. he, this is, he did have a really good se- season this year, but that was like his only good year, really. Mm-hmm. So he's going to bank off of that. So you're not guaranteed to have the consistency. Like right. I, I wouldn't bet on consistent Ryu now. If he put like three or four years together the same stuff, then yeah. But Ryu, I think, kind of feels like a one shot wonder, and he's going to get paid right. and. and, and We'll see what happens with that. Get I'd, Cole. Yeah, I'd rather have Cole and Wheeler. Get Cole and Wheeler, get Cole and, 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 and like Tanner Ward. The one yeah. thing you, you are going to have to look out for is the Yankees now, after the big collapse they had, and part of it was because of starting pitching, they're going to be in the market for starting pitching. Now, I'm pretty sure – And the not, Dodgers even. Even the Dodgers too, but more so the Yankees. They're, they might go after Cole. I don't think Cole is going to be interested in him, but they are going to go after those Wheelers. Those so now you're going to be competing with those secondary guys. They might go after Strasburg, which is fine. Let them go after Strasburg, but they're probably looking for two starters too. And so when they're looking for their second starter, a lot of those same names are going to be who the Angels are looking for their second starter. So it's going to be interesting to see how and, that. And out. I and I think that's where Joe Madden kind of comes into play a little bit. Maybe maybe the difference is: do I want to play for a Joe Madden? Or do I want to play for an Aaron Boone? You know what I mean? So. I don't know. I'm not saying it's a deal breaker, but that, that's where that comes into play a little bit, I think. I go another one. What will be some underrated under radar moves this offseason for us? I think secondary pitching. Secondary I, pitching. I think, you know, they might I mean if they can get a catcher, 
Everyone wants Grandal. I think mm. I think you don't overspend on catching this year because catching is catching. Look, um, if, if you can get him at a reasonable price, yeah, sure, well, why and, not? And even, but, too, like if you say under the radar, if they could find a, a, a bargain catcher and he turns into a Lestella or, right. or a Goodwin type of player where – Maybe you bring him in off of waivers and you just kind of see what happens and maybe he hits it big and maybe he doesn't, but at least he doesn't cost you a ton of money. I think that's something that um, maybe to keep an even, eye out for. Maybe even an extra bullpen piece, like a left-handed right. specialist. Yeah, exactly. That, so, cut, that, that ends up being a guy that you bring in in a high-leverage situation in the eighth inning that the Angels haven't really had. Um, I think Jose Alvarez is turning into that guy, and then they traded him. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Maybe something like that. Going back a little bit um, – Matthew asks, "You got you think Brandon Marstock is rising to be uh, is rising to be trade stock or maybe on an off timing? I don't know what that meant. Um, His stock is rising, no doubt. Um, His stock is rising. Um, when I talked um, to was it William Bohr from MLB Pipeline, I was kind of surprised. He did say, obviously, Joe Dell, twenty twenty. That's going to be his ETA. He's going to be on the Angels at 2020. But he also said a surprise move might be Marsh at the end of 2020 as a. I'm not. I'm. As, can't disagree with that. As a like September call up, he's his, his stock has risen. He's been really good at at the Arizona Fall League. I saw him last weekend. Um, when I was out there, he didn't play, but um, he's been on fire. He's been on a hit streak. His power's starting to come around a little yeah. bit more. He had a two home run game during the Arizona Fall League. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see. I do see him starting the season in Triple A with the Bs, but like kind of like what he was saying, like by the end of the 2020, as a September call up, you can see that happening. If injuries happen, I think you hold Pat on that. I don't think you need to get rid of any of these younger guys unless there's some big deal out there. But I think as far as Marsh and Joe, and um, I think those are kind of like your untouchables now. Yeah, I mean, if you think about how the outfield would look with these two guys mixed in there with Mike Trout. And and with Marsh, he can play any position in the outfield. He could play left field, he could play right field, he could play center field. So, yeah, and honestly, I think defensively, he's already ahead of Joe. Yeah, he's ahead of Joe defensively. Um, offensively, you know, there's still a little more swing and miss with Brandon than Joe. But um, I think Joe has more has tapped into more of his power at this point. I think Marsh can get more. Um, but you know, Joe or uh, Brandon is going to be an excellent outfielder. You know, is he going to be you know, um, all everything. I don't know. It's too early for that, but it wouldn't be surprising if, you know, if he does get to like two or three all-star games at some point during his career. Um, and hopefully with the angels, uh, uniform on because to see this kid grow up at, in an empire. And then this last year at mobile, and then you see him at the fall league. It, it, it's really cool to start seeing guys that you see in the minor leagues finally start breaking through mm-hmm. where before, the Angels minor league system was so bad that these guys would just wash out by the time they get to double A or triple A. They just right. like, you know, they were never going to break it. And if they were to break through, it's for like a cup of tea. Right. So another one is, what do you think about trading Simba? We have plenty of infield death. Uh, yes, his defense is good, but he is pretty for pretty. He had a year, poor year defensively. Um, yeah, offensively. I figured that's what it was, but, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, if if the if if something comes along and you can do it, then I say why not. Depends on what comes in return. Depends on what comes in return. I'm not going to say blanket yes, trade him. No. If you do get a, if he's not untouchable, let's put it that way. He's not untouchable. If you no. get a, if you get a good um, 
price for it, then yes, he's not untouchable. I, I think he's past that point defensively. Yeah, he's still really good, and he is a finalist for this for the Golden Glove. But I think um, when he was hurt, you saw Fletcher being able to step up and and play that position fairly well. Um, and honestly, with defensive shifts, that's something I, I would like to talk to a scout or something about. With defensive shifts now, is it as important to have that all everything position player wherever it is on the infield? when you can kind of play the numbers and shift and maybe up your percentages of catching these kind of balls that are falling into the gaps and, and stuff like that, where, um, you know, before the shifts, you needed your players to cover this right. much space and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So what do you think about Simmons? Yeah. Uh, like you said, I mean, he's not, he's not Mike Trout. He's not Joe Adele. You're, you, you can't be traded. I feel depends on what they can get in return. Then you make the deal. I think if they're able to pick up like, really solid high draft picks or even like a starting pitcher of like decent caliber, then that's, it's a possibility that that can happen. But just to trade him, just to say, Oh, we have Fletcher and we have Renhefo that can bring shorts up. Why not do it? Then no, nah, that doesn't make sense to me. But, but you know, if you look at the grand picture of it, it depends on what they get in return. So as we wait for more questions to come in on Instagram, I'll go over some news has happened the last couple of days today. The Golden Glove finalists were announced and four angels were um, nominated. Uh, Fletcher for third base, Simmons for shortstop, Trout for center field, and then obviously Calhoun for right field. Um, I mean, that's pretty good defense. We have four guys, you know, that can cover some space. And it's, yeah. kind, of, it's kind of funny, too. Two of those guys were on the left field, of the in, left side of the infield. So, um, kind of the question we were talking about earlier where you put La Stella, I guess – Fletcher getting that golden glove at third base or being a finalist at least. I, I mean, he just shows he that. just looks like a better third baseman to me. Right. You know, the only thing typically third base-wise, you, you tend to want more power than yeah, he produces but, in that position. But but he comes through in different ways offensively. Yeah, but you kind of figure, okay, between second and third, I mean, you usually don't get a ton of uh, power from second base. So, But right. if Lestella can Dude, if produce he can it. Hit, yeah. If he can hit 16 home runs all season next year from second base – I'm good because he had 16 home runs this year and he only played half the season, you know? Right. So, so I'll take it. So that's pretty cool to see. Um, again, uh, I think the awards come out next week um, as far as the Golden Glove and all that stuff. And I think t- towards the beginning of November, that's when they'll start giving out, like, the MVPs and the Coaches of the Year and right. and Cy Youngs. But also yesterday, um, Trout ended up getting two awards, the first one being the Hank Aaron Award. Which is, uh, I believe, what offensive player, offensive, offensive player, offensive of the excellence, year for, offensive player yeah. of the year, and then he also got the BBWAA. <clears throat> there's a bunch of stuff from um, Sporting News. Uh, one there, MLB Player of the Year. So another trophy to add to that, probably filled trophy case. Yeah. And with the big one, like I said, um, MVP coming up at the end of the or the beginning of next month to see how that's going to go. Um, finalists should be coming out pretty soon. I mean, hopefully yeah. within a couple of days. <laughs> That's something we need to keep um, our eye on. Obviously, I think the finalists are probably going to be him, Bregman, and DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, I think those are the sure. top three guys for sure. Um, it's close. Yeah. I think either way you're going to look at it, it's going to be close. It's not going to be a runaway like a lot of people felt it was going to be. No, especially since he missed the last. Yeah, four since month before of he went to, down with an injury. But um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a real close one, and hopefully he he brings another one home. But yeah. Um, We'll see how that goes. I, I wanted to shout out Alex four twenty two one on Instagram. Um, we kind of answered that already. Uh, he wants to know how they, I'm adding. We'll use Otani pitching in a couple of seasons. Do what I'm real interested in seeing so, though. 
because they're in an American league, so there's only so much you can do with pitchers and, and subbing and double switch and stuff like that. But if he has opportunity to man to manage a game where Otani's a pitcher at an NL park, that's ba- you be, like bat him third, right? How weird would that be? Would be like you know uh, because you can't. It makes it better for you, right? So it's like yeah. okay, second. Like you look at the positions on the lineup card. Yeah, he goes center base or second base, center field, pitcher, first right. base or whatever. Right, it, it would be so weird to see that that P. For the position, like so far at th- up in, at third in the yeah, in the lineup, third or yeah. fourth in the lineup, you're yeah. like, wait, what's going on? And then, even he had the history of doing it too. So Otani's a, a lefty, right? Yeah. Having him, hey, you know, we don't like the matchup right here, but the next guy afterwards, we like the matchup. Okay, we're gonna put you like in the outfield. We're gonna bring so and so in from the bullpen. He's gonna pitch that one guy, and then we're gonna bring you back from the outfield to pitch and just like. Because we want to keep your bat for the next inning or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Stuff like that will be really interesting. It's kind of hard with the I AL. Do but. see Joe doing doing that? Well, he as has well. done that with regular pitchers that don't right. hit. Right. You know what I mean? So um, that I think will be real interesting to see how Madden does Otani or uh, manages Otani when they play like an interleague play at yeah. NL Park. I think that'll be really yeah. interesting to see and really fun to see this, the um, what he can come up with and and all that stuff. But again, big news today. Joe Madden officially announced as Angels manager. Thirty years in the system, you know, a couple, a uh, handful of years with uh, Tampa Bay, handful of years with the Chicago Cubs, but does come um, full circle, and it's kind of crazy to see, and kind of crazy to think. It that, is. It's crazy that uh, someone it, from that O two um, staff is back. Running the team, kind of like the social, yeah, this, yeah, social guy. Another shout out to King Ray on Instagram. We answered, we answered that already. We don't want to sound like a broken record, but thank you for the question. Either way, I think we both, Daniel and I, really don't. On that, as far as a pitching coach, we just kind of like whoever he brings in, he brings in, you know. Like I don't. Well, Mickey Callaway would be my number one option. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna you're gonna tell me Mickey Callaway, a guy who had managerial experience on the your bench again, you know, sure. But um, either way, it's to me like. Let's just get this going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Next big thing to do is um, wait for the World Series to end, and then you can start going free tr- uh, spring training and stuff like that. So, um, again, I, I it was it was it was great to see him there, and it, Artie and all of them said the right things at it as far as Artie extending the the payroll, and we'll see how where that goes. Whether that's like I said earlier, whether that's eating helping, contracts. Eat, helping eating contracts and getting younger players in, or if that is going out and, and getting more than just two starting pitchers and maybe going after starting pitchers, first baseman and a bullpen. Like, or who knows? Like, you know, it can mean, like you said, anything they go out and trade and pick up a contract, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll yeah. See, so, we're just really have to wait and see on yeah, that one. We'll have to wait and see, but it's definitely going to be fun and, and, and can't wait to the hot stove starts when the world series is over. I think um, once the world series is over, I think there is a four or five day period where if you have options, you pick up those options right. or not or stuff like that. And then after that, then it, it starts. The and hot I'm stove constantly starts. on my phone, always right, getting checking, the, getting the Twitter updates. Oh and yeah. Stuff. Yep. I'm refreshing Twitter all go. the time and I yeah. love it. I love it. So, can't wait for everything to kind of just finish, wrap up, so we can get 2020 going. Yeah, so I think that's it, that's man. It. I mean, um, again, it, we'll be back again if if something crazy happens, like once the free agency market starts heating up and we start getting signings and stuff like that. We'll be back, um, you know, sometime in November when all that stuff's heating up. But we still do have 
um, some interview podcasts coming out. Next one next week, I, I talked to Jared Walsh um, about his great year in Salt Lake, kind of how he experienced being up in Anaheim and just trying to get to know him a little bit more. So that's something that comes out probably in the middle of next week, so keep a lookout for that. Um, subscribe, download. If you're on iTunes, rate, review, help us spread the word. Um, you can always email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Halo Haven, Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and on Instagram. We are constantly posting stuff, and, and, and that's a place where you can find out when our next uh, podcast will be, where we'll be, mm-hmm. if we'll be anywhere um, specific, and check us out and, and, and talk. And one more thing before we go, I am in, we're going to talk about this, but I am interested in doing kind of a viewer call-in show kind of deal. It won't be live, but... Um, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We see how you guys have a lot of opinions about things and that. So if you want to, you know, voice your opinions, we'll, right. we we can give you 10, 10 minutes or so to talk about it. We'll try to get, you know, four or five of you guys on and then put it into a podcast and I, put it yeah, out there. Yeah, I think what we want to kind of relay is, um, you know, we, we we would love to talk to you guys for sure. We like, you know, voice your opinions just like we do. Um, I, we've been hit, hit up a couple times about, like, having co-hosts, and I think – you know, we're sponsored. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, we're professionals or anything, but we're a sponsored show. We can't bring in another person just to bring in another person. You know, like, it's just not going to work. But we would love to have you guys on and voice your opinions that way, almost like a call-in or we'll figure out a way to get you guys to be able to kind of interact with us right, speaking-wise, over the phone. And then, yeah. then put it all together and we'll yeah. put out one big podcast. And, and it's cool to kind of get maybe people that have been listening for a while and want to get on. Right. So definitely check it out and, and hear your guys' voice. Right. And, and, and your opinion on stuff. And maybe it's mm-hmm. something we haven't even thought of that you're thinking of. And, and it's a good way of knowing, but um, definitely keep a lookout on our, all our social media. And when we do decide to put that together and how we put it together, we'll definitely put it on there. Right. Um, Instagram, Twitter, let us know that you're interested too. Like right. Yeah, exactly. So um, that, that's about it. That's all going to wrap up for this month. I yeah. guess of uh, Angels baseball, but a lot more exciting moves. Hopefully, that can keep on coming. Not the October news that we wanted, as far as like if we were talking about Angels in October. We were hoping that we'd be talking about yeah, World this Series. Is second, but this is the second place. We'll Joe take. Madden being announced as an Angels manager—it's pretty damn exciting news, and it's yeah, a new era exactly. in Angels baseball. Yep. So, uh, can't get any worse, guys. Like, let's just let's move forward from this, and uh, can't wait for twenty twenty again. Hit us up on all social media sites. Hit us up on allangelspodcasts at gmail.com. I am Johnny Maggs. I am Down Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. We'll catch you guys sometime in November. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued 
at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.